potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. Look, I'm going to uh, shirt front, Mr. Pruitt. Welcome back for another episode of the Brass Monkey Pod, the pod voted least favourite by the royal family. Um, on this day in the news, in spite of constant heat and pressure from the world at large, Prince Andrew is going to receive an honorary birthday next year. Mr. Mark Reed, my partner in crime, it's got me thinking. Into your memory, what was your best birthday? To, the, to date. Whoa, Sozwa, bringing the straight fire um, on that intro there. Is there one that stands out and to you? And you really, and you know, the first and the best birthday I can remember, and I was telling my um, two beautiful girls, my two beautiful children the other day actually about this birthday because birthdays back when we were kids, mate, I feel like you didn't make every birthday into the bloody ecker. But this now, these yeah. days, each year is a big birthday for a kid. But I remember, I think it was around my 10th birthday, I had a McDonald's birthday where all of my friends, oh, yeah. we got to go to McDonald's um, and I got the Macca's cake. Anyone, any of you, if you remember the Macca's cake, it was beautiful as an ice cream cake. And my dad put yeah, me up on too, the table yeah. to make a speech. And it was a, it was one of my fondest birthday memories. How about yourself, brother? Wow, and you haven't stopped yabbering on since. <laughs> no, uh, my one was probably, I've had a few good ones. I think when I was a youngster, I had a surprise birthday when I was 16. Um, it's my f- only surprise birthday, probably the only time I've ever actually been surprised. And that was pretty cool. So, yeah, from memory off the top, I'd have to say that one was was up there, shall we say. I feel like I was at that one, but I don't feel like I remember it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's probably about um, right. That's where we were when we were 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, oh, I have one vague memory about it. I don't know if you remember a friend of ours, um, probably friend of the show, Joel Anderson. Oh, Joel Anderson. Brilliant. Love yeah. it. Yeah, if he's listening, shout out. Um, I remember he had a great old time. We found him in the garden at about 3 p.m. sleeping. Okay, wonderful. that party is coming but, back to me in memories. Yes, that was a great, yeah. one of many good parties at your house growing up. Yeah, but I digress, mate. Um, we are here to spit straight facts, straight theories, um, work, a, work a few things out about what's going on in the world this week. There's been a few developments with um, a few of the cases we've been following. Um, this this episode, we're going to go into a bit of the, a follow-up on Melbourne, the COVID situation. We're also going to look at some of the stuff happening in American politics with the De- Democratic National Convention um, happening this week, um, along with a host of probably other awesome factoids that may or may not be real and true. Wow, that sounds incredible. Sounds like we've got one of these, another <laughs> one of these huge episodes for the listeners just ready for them to sink their teeth into. Absolutely, absolutely. And on that note, we'll get started. Um, you would have obviously seen some, there's been some talk in Melbourne where, where I'm currently based in the Brass Monkey Melbourne Studios about the, there's an ongoing thing, obviously we're still locked down here, but there's been an interesting story this week about the use of of drones um, to assist the police in in sort of coming down on people who aren't obeying the new laws. Um, 
it's a sort of a bit of a, a veritable minefield of ethical issues, I, I feel. But um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that first, Mr. Mark. Uh, any use of drones for me in uh, society in general, I'm completely against. I'm the sort of person, I think we've met, uh, mentioned this previously uh, on uh, the podcast, I took my house off Google because I'm paranoid about Google having a picture of my house online. I don't think the government uh-huh. should be having any access to to drones in any sort of in any sort of conventional use. What about yourself? I yeah, I, I definitely tend to agree with that. Um, there was a clip that I saw just yesterday, actually. Um, the Premier of Mel, uh, of Victoria, Dan Andrews, sort of commenting on the situation with drones that. Um, well, we'll chuck it on. Have a listen and let me know what you think. Um, here we go. Defence says they did knock you back on a request for aerial Apparently, support. Apparently, yeah. I, what I, I, aerial support I, we- I cannot... Um, I, I am not aware of requests. I'm, I'm not questioning that the answer was no. I'm happy to try and follow up for you. I think it related to drones. I think drones have been used in other states uh, to try and surveil uh, some public spaces. Uh, I, I'm not sure... We have, I think Victoria Police have used some of that technology. I'm not sure what they might, might have asked for some, for some uh, support that wasn't forthcoming. I, I'm in no way critical of their, ju- of their, de- their decision to not provide that, uh, but I'm, I'm happy to try and follow up for Okay, so there we have it. Um, Dan Andrews going through a little bit about uh, what he does and doesn't know with, with regards to the drone situation. Um, sort of... I just sort of expect him to know what is at least going on with them, whether it's, you know, working in tandem with the ADF or the police force. It seems a little weird that he doesn't know for certain what's going on. It's a concern, but it's not surprising. So essentially cops are being um, apparently using drones to spy on citizens to make sure they don't break lockdown laws which is just fucking outrageous in my opinion. And it just continues on this sort of draconian test and this sort of rollout that I feel like they're doing in Victoria at the moment, which is almost becoming like a test state to see how far they can fuck the citizens of um, of that state down there. How, yeah. how, do, how would you feel if you got busted by a drone breaking one of these laws? Um, I'd feel like an idiot, but I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's, it's probably, it goes beyond that, doesn't it? I mean, if they're, for one thing, why don't they just get their lazy asses out there, um, and do it themselves for one. And for two, yeah, I'm more worried about what will happen after this with drones. Like if they introduce it now and people get used to the idea of it, then, you know, they'll just patrol everywhere. And I was putting myself in the position of, of that actually happening to me sort of in the future, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. And it was a really scary thought. I'm sort of just picturing like, I don't know, uh, doing a, holding a party in the bush or something and then getting tracked down by drones and the actual feeling of having a drone over you and feeling, fuck, you know, you can't Well, it gives, it gives them the ability to be where they can't, where humans can't be. So, for instance, how hard would it be, and it wouldn't be hard, for them to just put a drone on every single street to cover every single street? So, the, 
just for instance, this lockdown becomes a rolling theme into the future and we're constantly going into these bullshit curfews and lockdowns. So they could have drones assigned to areas or streets very fucking easily. And basically anytime you step outside, your dog fucking jumps a fence and you got to chase after it, whatever, you've broken a law and you're, um, you're busted by this fucking drone. There are ways to take down these drones and I urge everyone to jump online and it's legal, I think, to buy these anti-drone things and I don't know how well they all still work, but you can actually, um, you can actually take them down. <laughs> are they like those net guns or whatever? Oh, they are, not or? just net guns. There's like a Ray thing that uh, an Australian oh, company wow. that is floating online. Yeah. This is disgusting. Um, we were just we were talking yeah. before the pod. There was a great movie on the the Syrian drone issue and things like that during Obama's administration and how he implemented all of that horrible tactics and form of warfare. Yeah, and allowing the un- yeah yep. we can't put out um, we can't remember it specifically right now, but we might put it in the show notes. But yeah, this is really concerning, mate. And it's a little story that goes un- unnoticed, but it actually like, according to the news articles and on RT and things like that, like police have been doing this. Like cops in Melbourne are using drones to spy on citizens to make sure they don't break lockdown laws. Like, I mean, come the fuck on. Yeah, and then the lack of transparency around it is massive red flags. And then hypothetically speaking, you sort of add facial recognition technology and that down the track to these drones and you're looking like you're looking at a full bloody police state situation well victoria i never thought it would continue to be to be rolling with this i thought okay you know we might hear this stuff from around the world but who would have thought that we would have a state in australia that has spiraled into such a sort of chaotic police mess which I feel like they're just seeing how far they continue to push the society until someone actually stands up and does something. I, I find it surprising that it, the acceptance and on the last p- podcast, I was probably a bit, um, I probably didn't really voice my opinions on how I feel about what's happening in Victoria as much as I should have, but I'm completely disgusted by the whole lockdown and the idea of a curfew. I see no need for it. Uh, I understand people are, are dying and I feel completely and people are sick and hospitals are, but I just feel like how this is being policed um, and I feel like everything around this, like things like this drone um, situation is completely unwarranted. Yeah, um, that speaks to probably a deeper thing for me and that deeper thing is I have no fucking idea what is going on and that's probably the biggest thing for me right now is not being able to discern what even I think about it all. Um, There's arguments on both sides that I lean towards. Interestingly, some of that is I never thought I'd lean into because it can be, you know, probably labelled as right-leaning thinking. But um, I think one of the most helpful things I've been trying to do lately is think about it less as a partisan issue and taking that all out of it and taking every idea and theory on its merit rather than who it came from. Um, Uh, That's sort of helping me right now. But I think that's really well said. And that's uh, confusion. We're seeing it everywhere. We're seeing it from, you know, people in the media, celebrity, you know, random people. And you actually sent me a a video recently, a a clip recently that it's it's gone semi-viral, which we wanted to plug in here. 
Um, and I think it's sort of yeah. a good time for that to be played. Definitely. Now, this is a guy called, I don't know how you say his name, but it's Dave Oneegs, I think. Um, yeah, he's just interesting because we keep, uh, you know, our finger on the pulse of both sides. This guy, I'd say, is definitely right-leaning. Um but I've found that he and a few of his mates have been popping up a lot in sort of retort to some of the other theories out there. And I think the way he's approaching this clip that we're about to listen to and the sort of the ideas he raises, I think, are incredibly problematic. Um, but there are some nuggets in there which, you know, I have to seem to agree with. But before we go into it, let's have a listen to what he's got to say. It's a bit of a long one. Hang in there. Hold and, on um, to your pants. Hold on to your pants and we'll just dissect it on the other side. Here we go. We can all hear that. Hello, Facebook. Um, Great. And hello, Australia. And hello, Victoria. I'm going to try and keep this short. But, Victoria, I hope you are tuning in. And I hope the message somehow gets out to you guys. I hope you're feeling healthy down there. I hope you're feeling healthy while you're locked up under curfew. Deprived of sunlight, being told you can exercise one hour a day, being told you have to cover your face. I hope you're feeling really healthy right now. All right, I hope you're feeling healthy while the elderly who built this nation die alone. All right, with no one to hold their hand, dehydrated, not seeing their family, not seeing their loved ones, not seeing the people that they care for, who they raised to build this nation. I hope you're feeling healthy and safe in your little box while you're locked up at home and you can't go out on the street at night. And you're told you can go to the shop once a day. I hope you're feeling really fucking healthy right now. Every single person in Victoria needs to wake the fuck up immediately. Because this curfew, there is a coup going down in Victoria right now. Do you know how many planes from China have landed at Tullamarine Airport in the last 48 hours? Guys, there is night works going on extensively all over Victoria because they're installing 5G and biometrics and they're flying in all the people from China who you've been sold out to while you're cowering at home watching the idiot box telling you about some fucking fake pandemic while you get sold out. Right now, you are being lied to. Your television is lying to you. And that fucking Dan Andrews, that traitor, has sold you and your families. And he plans to inject every single man, woman and child against their will because he is following orders. I don't know what it's going to take for Australia to wake the fuck up. But you are down there cowering like fucking pathetic little wimps with your masks on and your faces covered while our elderly die and while he locks you up in your home and flies in delegates and, I, and AI experts to install the biometric social credit system that you are all going to be a part of unless you wake up. Our ancestors fought to protect us from this fucking tyranny that is being rolled out right now. Your television is lying to you. That scum of the earth, Daniel Andrews, is lying to you. 
He's flying in plane after plane after plane to Guangdong in China with God knows who. Are they the people who bought the land of Victoria? You think the fires weren't deliberate to burn you off your land and now they lock you up? Fucking hell, Australia. You thought, you, did you think tanks were going to roll in? Did you think the planes were going to fly in when they attacked Australia and they overthrow this country? No, it doesn't work like that. They fuck with your mind first and defeat you and they send you in your fucking home and you obey and you lie down there and you cower with your fucking mask on. You can't even see each other. You need to wake up. We are under attack, Australia, right the fuck now. Every single one of us. And you're locked up in your home, too scared to go out, too scared to speak out, criticising the people who are trying to wake you up to the fact that our country is under attack. They've been burning us, they've been spraying us, they want to inject us. What's it going to take for you to wake the fuck up now? We are all going to be dead, every single last one of us. That motherfucker has done deals with the CSIRO and Bill and Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates, whatever the fuck those clones are, and they want to inject every man, woman and child in Victoria first. You need to wake up. What's it going to take? What's it going to take for you to wake up? They're going to kill. They're going to destroy this country. There'll be no more money. All your businesses are gone. They gave you your super so you can spend the last of your nest egg. So you've got nothing left. Nothing. It will all be gone. And your fucking television, every single journalist on there is a fucking prostitute. They are lying to your face every day. And you switch it on and they get you afraid and they send you home and they cover your face and you won't stand up. And the people who fought for this fucking country who bled and died overseas to protect you so you could have a good life, every one of us. This is our country, Australia. Fuck! It's our country, and they are taking it. He's flown in all these planes from Guangdong. What is it going to take for you to wake up and stand up for this fucking country? Because they died for us. They died in their thousands on foreign beaches. And if you don't care about that, well, you're not a fucking Australian, are you? <sighs> these fucking pedophile Satanists. They have got you wrapped around their little finger because you believe the bullshit on their television. They're programming your mind. You need to think. We are a warrior nation, Australia. We've had it too good. Victoria, you need to stand up now because they are rolling out something very fucking sinister and it will be the Holocaust of Australia. And however Victoria goes, the rest of Australia will go, and so goes the world. The world is watching you. Every single one of us needs to speak out now. That motherfucker is flying in all these people from China. They want to set up a social credit system here. And he's openly stated he wants to vaccinate against your will every man, woman and child in this country. You need to wake up and speak up because this is very fucking serious right now. This is a dictator down there. He sold you all out. Every single one of you. Guys, if you're not angry, you're already dead. Already dead. And if you are in the Australian military, and if you're in the Australian police force, you better wake up and realise who you are serving. 
you are serving the globalist, socialist, demonic, satanic agenda run by pedophiles who will come in and do whatever the fuck they want to your children. I don't know what it's going to take, guys. You are not seeing, you are locked down in your home because at night at Tullamarine Airport, they are flying in people who are getting ready to take over. They're getting ready to take over Australia. And I'm putting this video out right now because I fucking, I give a fuck. I'm not afraid. You watch, if anything happens to me, if I get fucking suicided, well, so be it. I'm not a fucking afraid to die for this fucking country because our ancestors weren't afraid to die. Not one of them. And are you afraid? I'm not afraid anymore. I'm sick of these motherfuckers telling us what to do. We are a free nation. Have you got it through your head? We are free. You can breathe. You can walk to the park. You can hug your friends and family. You can love your children. You can hug your neighbors. This is Australia. This is our fucking country that we, our ancestors died in the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands for, for two world wars. And you're just going to roll over on your fucking smartphone at home, under curfew, with your mask on, terrified, watching the television of this fucking virus that kills 0 0.3, 0 0.01 of whatever. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Let the fucking virus run. We'll deal with it. We ran at fucking machine guns and you're scared of a bacteria. No more. No fucking more, Australia. That is it. We have to stand up right now because we're not letting them take our country. All right? I'm not afraid. This video can go fucking viral. If I disappear, so what? I don't care. I care about our country. Care about our future, and we will not hand our fucking country over. And there we have it. A very riled up, a very angry, perhaps on steroids, David O'Neags, um, laying it as he sees he it. He does have some arm cannons, do doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a big um, man. What do I think? Honestly, I sit there and listen to part of that, and I say, and I, and I almost agree with a large chunk of it. The hysteria is unfortunate and we're, we're, I feel like we're just in a world of hysteria driven by the media and our politicians and there is so much disinfo and whatever else that we don't know what's up and down and that ends up resulting in people like this, uh, you know, coming to the conclusions that he's come to, like there's Chinese aircrafts coming in, you know, he's probably listening to a bit too much of InfoWars maybe. But look, when you look at what's happening with China and Australia, there has been a, a long history of us selling our country out to um, to China and our citizens yep. not getting really any return for that. See the recent mm -hmm. bill, Chinese billionaire who has a $140 million tax bill that he's going to shift overseas and never have to pay. Uh, so that, that sort of shit does drive people to go online and start talking about these issues because quite frankly, the news sources aren't talking about it. And when you discuss this and you say, okay, he's right leaning, the, the reason why I guess over the years, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm in the middle, I would consider myself in the middle, but the right leaning and the voices of the right are gaining more traction right now because of the left's continual lies and bullshit. And if you take, for yes. example, things like the hydroxychloroquine drug, which it was considered this right wing fucking bullshit 
uh, experimental drug, which is just completely full of shit and is going to kill everyone. But up, up until... Up until recently, everyone's towing it as this right-wing crazy drug. But guess what? One hour ago, hospitals where Trump drug is being tested, okay? Controversial drug, hydrocox. This is breaking news, is is it? This is breaking news. He's being tested on staff at 10 hospitals. That's my news. Um, Music kick on, It's being tested on 10 hospitals in Victoria and New South Wales, Okay. I'm deadly serious. This drug that the media and the left, the fucking useless left, basically rubbished and said that it didn't work. It has no grounds to be even discussed. And it's irresponsible discussing this drug is now being tested in hospitals like Royal Melbourne, St. Vincent's, Monash, the Alfred Alfred Hospital. So this is where the well. What this, do you know? It, what do you know? So this is where the right's voice and someone like this guy gains legs and it gains traction. Yeah, because that's well said. Because yeah. you, it, it's it's easier to start listening to these people than the left media, which has been lying to us with its own agenda for such a long time. And for me personally, I'm definitely not right-leaning. I think Trump's a sicko. Um, I definitely don't think he's a saviour. And I think there's lots of, you know, misdirection with everything that's going on. But honestly, where's the truth? Where do we, you know, you know that's my, my thoughts on, on this this guy's sort of comments. Yeah. Nah, for sure. Um, I also think... One of the things that I find most problematic about his rhetoric and people like him is him tying it into how it's hard to articulate, but like him tying resistance against what's happening to nationalism and like the whole our troops fought for our freedom and blah blah blah. I mean, that's that's certainly part. And that's a dangerous rhetoric because it's a similar thing that's going on in the states. They try to tie. Well, it's a view, a whatever whatever view it is, to being nationalistic or to being, you know, troop supported view or something like that, and it riles people up and it um. Well, that's the Q agenda. Know, I told you, Q is is it's bigger than people are aware well, of of. He's a big Q guy. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, this Dave O'Neill It's guy, Q is yeah. everywhere. Q is is Q is bigger than people are. People that either understand it and know about it or they've just – or they don't and it is huge. Q is huge and people like this are fully deep in it and I agree with that. I mean what we fought to steal this land from the native Aboriginal people and – Yeah, there's like, weird shit like, like that. You know? Give me a break. Um, I exactly. do think we should be proud of this beautiful, amazing – country that we I don't think anyone's suggesting to the counter. exactly and anyone who de- is is trying to promote you know do detrimental things to this beautiful country or kind of like what we do like putting coal mines in natural resources and beautiful forests in Tasmania and things like that every day um like it's not just China it's us as well like it's it's Australians destroying yeah. Australia but 
Um, I think personally, unfortunately, I'd prefer to listen to a guy like that than listen to the nightly news or read news.com.au. And he brings up other things like 5G. And I understand that there's been hysteria around 5G causing coronavirus or whatever. I can't, I'm not saying that it does or it doesn't, which might ruffle a few feathers, but I'll tell you as a human, I'm worried about 5G towers. Uh, and I do not see fucking news.com.au or any of these news sites talking about the 5G towers that are going up all over the place, these huge towers beaming out these waves saying it's going to be a better, um, a better, you know, better service for us all, just like the freaking NBN, which never was. And um, yeah, yeah. so like what I'm saying is, is This world that we're living in is giving a platform to people like this. And to be honest, in my, for me, I would prefer to listen to someone like this than to, uh, than the, um, listen to Tracy Grimshaw on exactly, mate, just saying wear a mask because that's the PC thing to do. You know, what you just said got me thinking and it's, this is a massive concern and it's with whether it's 5G, whether it's hydroxychloroquine, whether it's um, whatever it is, these vaccines coming that they're meant to be, you know, mandatory mm. vaccine issue and stuff like that. We have now moved to a culture whereby any reasonable questioning of any of these things puts you in the crazy category, oh, which exactly, is mate. so fucking dangerous like there are reasonable questions about 5G that need to be answered and exactly. the fact that they're not being answered is what per- per- perpetrates perpetuates these um theories and stuff and rightfully so because there needs to be more transparency around these things but the most dangerous thing is the majority thinks they know what's up and they are as keen as to really jump on people who will question the official narrative and that's surrounding anything and I think that's probably the most dangerous thing that's happened to our culture of late, I think. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like the, we're not saying they are or aren't either way. It's just there's valid questions and, and a lack of transparency that needs to be addressed around these huge issues that are going to change the course of perhaps humanity. Huge issues and for what? So let's look at the 5G thing. I know we're jumping all over the place, but this really frustrates me because this is something you cannot talk about with anyone without getting these weird looks. These Mm. towers are going up absolutely everywhere. I don't agree to them. Most of the people in my area actually, like uh, our group of friends, completely don't agree with them. This is like a form of radiation frequency that's going through the air we've got children living directly under these freaking towers. Why are we just letting it happen? And why do you think, why is this a positive and why is it a negative for us to just question it? Why would we believe that these big telcos who are just putting, you know, potentially things in your pocket that cause cancer and things like that. Um, why are we, why are we so hesitant to say no fuck off because it's just become this big negative uh, this negative thing where if you de- if you if you sit on that other side, you're considered a crazy person, and it's it's extremely concerning, mate. And it's it's like talking about coronavirus, and it's like this whole Victoria thing. Like if you discuss coronavirus in Victoria, and you say something alternative to the common opinion, you want everyone to die. 
Man, that's very true. And I'll tell you where that's best explicated, in my opinion, is in some of the message threads on comments on, for instance, I know you're not on Facebook, but I, you know, I've got a few, I'm just reading the comments in certain sections and the, the teeing off on, on each other is crazy. Like everyone thinking they definitely know what's happening. I know. And, and they're teeing off on each other when neither of them know what's happening. And no one knows yeah. what's happening. And so, so there's one side that's like, this is what I believe. And, the people that are towing the line going, how can you blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, well, how do you know what's going on? You sure? don't care about the health workers and the people who are on the front lines every single day. You know, if, yeah. if you say so, it's like, who doesn't, who, everyone cares about the health workers and the doctors. There's no same one person thing, does not yeah. care about health workers and doctors. No. Like, it's not, it's not saying we don't care about them to question these things. That's that you can't conflate those. Exactly. Um, one of the things Mr. O'Neags did mention that I, that I thought was interesting was the lack of um, casualties with frontline workers is an interesting point. That is a very interesting point, mate. And do we know the rough percentages or numbers there? Um, going off the probably highly researched Dave O'Neill's, no, but I'll, I'll have to. <laughs> He's I'll our have only go-to really guy but, at the moment. It's as good as news.com yeah. because, uh, yeah, look. But his point was, if it had happened, they'd be rolling that story out. You know, parading that story. Frontline worker loses life in pursuit of saving people's lives. Of Take COVID seriously. Of course. You know what I mean? So they haven't, which suggests that perhaps it hasn't happened. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's such a weird um it's such a weird world we're letting uh take over us right now. Yeah. And it's not and slowing worried. down. We're just letting this snowball happen. I personally fuck them all. Fuck the whole government, the curfew, and I want to I want this 100% to be on the record. Fuck the curfew. And forget every part of this whole COVID restriction thing. If you are worried about COVID, put yourself at home until it passes. I know that sounds bad, but that is my opinion. When COVID first started coming out, I was on to the COVID. I'm not saying it, but I was on COVID way before it even, like, a lot before it was really a big thing. And I was saying to my wife, I was like, look. <laughs> what do you mean you are on COVID before it was a big I thing? I was tracking it really early like yeah. like i was um i was listening to a podcast and he kept on saying and this is when people were saying you know still traveling and everything else i'm just saying i was ahead of the curve yeah if there's a curve we are here at the brass monkey pod that's that's what if we there's do. a curve and You're like a little it. bell curve or whatever i'm the first little dot of the line around yeah. it yeah yeah always you've been known yeah. <laughs> so, so so what i'm saying is i think you know, this is my opinion. If you're concerned about COVID, concerned about your health, distance yourself, stay at home, be careful. If you're not, take the risk and get out there and get amongst it. Ooh, controversial. We like it. Yeah, I, I seriously don't know what to think about that. If I was in a situation where it was fucking with my livelihood, I might feel a bit differently, but... I'm happy to wait it your out at home. Your I, livelihood is in what? My earning ability oh, to okay. earn money. How is it like not that. fucking with your ability to earn money? For I feel like it is with everyone. I was 
I, mate, you want to talk ahead of the curve? <laughs> I've been working from home for the last three years. Oh, I, I know, but I understand with what you do, though, if businesses aren't performing well, though, you, you'll probably suffer as well. So if businesses aren't no, performing that well from opposite. COVID, would you, wouldn't you suffer a bit too? So say your clients. Well, it's also an opportunity to hit the market a little because it's most of it's digital as well, yeah. you know, online retail and stuff like that. Okay, so, you're the only yeah. one. So you it's are a, way It's presented opportunity. Curve. Yeah, super. So, but, um, yeah. yeah so, but for you being down there, like have you – so – we discussed the other week, um, you didn't know anyone that had had COVID at the time, but we the other day you said that you did. Yeah, met someone who knows someone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so um, what are you seeing with these curfews being enforced? Are you hearing any strange, you know, because people around the world, I reckon, are, are looking at what's happening in Melbourne and are picturing a police state similar to that of V for Vendetta where there's you know, cops roaming the street and fucking beating people down, you know, past uh, curfew time. Are you hearing any stories or seeing anything that's, you know, alarming in that respect or is it just sort of the threat? Not with, you know, the only reason you'd see that is if you're out doing potentially the wrong thing. But I have seen some clips um, from, Oh, jeez, yeah. Priest basically priest brutality against people that have been in the streets, some with medical conditions that have a doctor's certificate to not wear the mask that are getting beaten up, like fully oh, beaten up. like that up. girl that was getting so, choked in Melbourne by the police yeah, officer. Yeah, I don't know if our listeners saw that, but um, a girl down here was choked by a police officer for not wearing a mask. She had a medical condition and a reason not to, but um, that didn't seem to matter at the time. Was thrown in a van, not told why. So there are some instances of that happening. Um, I get a lot of po- I get police um, cop a lot of uh, hit, like uh, um, attacks, and it, it, it's a it's a difficult job. But I don't understand when it's ever right to ever put your hands around someone's neck. Nah, I and think it, let alone a woman's goes back to neck. the training issue, uh, and they're trained to separate their empathy for other humans during their job or something. They must be, you know. Because no proper human connected with humanity and empathy would put their hands around another neck, uh, someone's neck, let alone a young girl. Actually, this was a young a, girl. Like I'm talking. Yeah. Small young girl. And this guy's a large old police officer guy. And you're not hearing much about this. No, nah, that went away real We're sort quick. of rolling over with all this shit. I just... Yeah, I encourage people to look it up. It happened on Wellington Street in Melbourne. Yeah. You'll, you'll we wanna, I wanted to put the video on um, the internet, on the, uh, not the internet, buddy, the Instagram. But um, it just, you know, you get worried about putting stuff like that up because you just, people are so judgmental these days with you. Do you know what? That's, that's a great point. Judgmental is for sure. But you know what? I, I saw that clip that I mentioned about the girl getting strangled. It was on... Um, social media and there was a link uh to be able to call your local mp or write to the local mp to make a formal complaint against the officer um and you know what i didn't do it and you know why i didn't i feel really fucking terrible for not doing it i'm genuinely scared that you'll go into some sort of a database where 
you'll now be part of the focus, you know, like they'll ident- identify me or as part of the resistance and I'll go, do you know what I mean? Totally. So man. like by writing into your local MP and saying, fuck this, you're like, okay, we'll put you on the list. You better fucking watch out. Totally, cut. mate. So I was genuinely, that was my concern. So I was scared of the police retaliation. Completely. We've had that same thing with the podcast. I think where like, if I wasn't at this point in my life, you know, it'd be hard to do a podcast where you speak about things that you want. Um, and it's the same sort of stuff where you just, you, you worry. Like we live in a car, in an environment where it's just, yeah, any sort of speech that's outside of the norm or any sort of support for things that are a bit left of center, it's. You've got to be you've worried. You've got to be worried. It's it's horrible. But never should a police officer or anyone in the put it put their hands around a woman's neck, no matter what. And that no. wasn't anywhere. So like, come on, people. Start seeing in my opinion, yeah. like let's start seeing this for what it is. And um It's definitely not what they're telling us. I I still am firmly in the camp of I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what it is, but I'm starting to, and this is, you know, where we start uh, letting letting the cat out of the bag, so to speak, I guess, or saying what we really think potentially. So coming up with a few few of our thoughts. One of my thoughts is this is uh, prepping us for a, a war. Uh, whether it's a manufactured war, I'm not sure. Uh, this escalation with China, US, China, Australia, you know, the West, a war that's coming. Left, right, and, black, white. Yeah, and a war that's coming in these curfews. I think they're just testing to see how quickly they can put the control onto us. A war coming in the next year, maybe, unfortunately. There's, you know, obviously tightening on the money and the trade and all that sort of stuff. Uh, some fucking idiots yeah. in power globally. You know, it's so strange yes. because we said just before the pod started, those Chinese uh, Chinese um, coronavirus cases just stopped at 83,000. Like... Yeah, they're partying, in, they're partying in Wuhan right now. By the like, I just... Wuhan's apparently the place to be in 2020. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, why is this not being discussed? Uh, I, I just, I, I just struggle to work out why the US has skyrocketed. I mean, yes, the US had some shitty uh, protocols and whatever else, but China, the condensity of the people and the the amount of people that are in certain areas, it's a way larger population. You would have thought it would spread like wildfire over there. But it's just yeah, stopped. But it, their protocols were different by all accounts. Of like course. In Wuhan alone, there was like 6 million tests in the first fucking month or something. Allegedly. Yeah, true. Well, everything's allegedly nowadays, isn't it? <laughs> everything um, is allegedly. Preface everything with allegedly. Yeah, so... Allegedly, the sky is blue, but... Yeah, who knows? Um, one more last thing on this, and it sort of speaks to that war thing that you you mentioned. Um, I was watching last night, I don't know if it's a new season or what, but I've been turned... My wife got me back onto... Have you ever watched American Horror Story? Uh, no, I haven't. It's, I mean, I really enjoyed the the first season, maybe first and second. I went off a few seasons. Anyway, 
the latest season, they're actually semi. I've only watched the first episode, um, but they they're p- sort of parroting the whole Trump thing right now. Like they include Trump in it, and there's they're like, yeah, I don't know what's what's going to happen, but it's based on what's happening right now with Trump and everything. Mm. Um, but one of the there's a line in it that sort of got me thinking: Is this what's happening? And it was basically something along the lines of. Um, that they're that they're gonna let this get so out of control, this this division between whoever it is, um, and this chaos terrain, so much so that the the population will actually beg to be controlled, and to be, do you know what I mean? They'll actually end up begging to be controlled because there's so much chaos and lawlessness and and fighting and stuff like that. I just thought that was an interesting concept and like fuck well, is that what's highly up? possible because also one of the best um plays like characters that plays trump in a show is mr garrison of south park in my opinion have you seen that yeah. version oh my god him nah. and caitlin jenner running for president but um i think it's highly possible that that is it because but so what we know and we're going to get to this in the last segment is like all of this fighting and this arguing between political parties is theatre. So Trump is obviously extremely close with Bill Clinton and has been extremely close with Bill Clinton and the Clintons. Um, This fighting that they're having right now is bullshit. I believe the fighting, even though I said this, there could be a war, but I think it could be like a manufactured war. The fighting with China is complete bullshit. Uh, The West completely is dependent on China and its resource and its sort of ability to manufacture stuff cheap enough for us to to continue to consume. So I think you're right, but I think it's theatre. Like I think that the the division is is theatre, and the problem is is some people not, buying the division. So like you got no no no. It's not it's not even the perception of yeah. I know what you're gonna continue. I know what you're going. Yeah. So, so yeah. like some people are unfortunately buying this division, yeah. and they're buying into yeah. this one side or, or the other side bullshit still. When it's just when it's the same. When side. it's exactly all the same, like. But if we're fighting, then we can be controlled. The simple yeah. shit like that, they're using hydroxychloroquine in, in hospitals in Australia when they banned that video of the doctors two weeks ago saying that it works, these surgeons, yeah. and now they're using it in Australian hospitals. Like, well, fucking pull your heads in, Australia. Yeah. Like, the question is really, well, why would, if Trump is so bad... Why would he have said, because he said this drug works way a long time ago. So what's his benefit? And if he's working with the other side, you know, it's, it's confusing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and we might as well move into our, into our next segment, um, which is mostly about a comedy segment we saw this week. Um, I think it was called the Democratic National Convention. And my God, what, what a vomit fest slash fucking piss take slash just joke. Re- refilling the swamp, it appears, Re- <laughs> with the same fucking people that lost last time. Refilling the swamp. And listening to fuckwits that we know uh, basically fed the swamp. 
and and yeah. made the swamp. Will and Hillary out again. Will what and is Hillary, the tactic behind Will and Hillary that? and getting Obama out to have a few words. And the US society and the Australian society does this a lot where um, we listen to these people like the Obamas and the Hillarys. Uh, and I'm going to try to explain this. Uh, and and we listen to them say that, you know, Trump's evil, Trump's the devil, I was a great president and I was this. When the legacy of Barack Obama is what he did in Syria and basically the deaths and destructions at his hands, which was about, I think it's about 400,000 uh, deaths of um, Syrians. Okay, wasting uh, like civilian neighborhoods with bombs and drone attacks. That's one of his legacies. So at a convention for who you're going to vote for, you've got this war criminal, Obama, Mm -hmm. coming up and picking on a guy like Donald Trump over his record. (laughs) Okay. I'm fucking lost. I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. Just explain yeah, that to all me. Optics, isn't just expl- it? Just explain how that works. Well, it's just telling telling a, a long held story, isn't it? That Obama's the good guy and blah blah blah, which um doesn't take very long to find out that he's not the good guy. It's it's outrageous. The Clintons' involvement in Haiti. Actually, on Obama, let's we've got the clip of oh, his before um, I tee off. His yeah. Before we go in, let's have a little listen to our mate Obama talking at the DNC this week. Here we go. The one constitutional office elected by all of the people is the presidency. So, at a minimum, we should expect a president to feel a sense of responsibility for the safety and welfare of all 330 million of us, regardless of what we look like, how we worship, who we love, how much money we have or who we voted for. I have sat in the Oval Office with both of the men who are running for president. I never expected that my successor would embrace my vision or continue my policies. I did hope, for the sake of our country, that Donald Trump might show some interest in taking the job seriously. That he might come to feel the weight of the office and discover some reverence for the democracy that had been placed in his care. But he never did. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in putting in the work, no interest in finding common ground, no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. No interest in treating the presidency as anything but one more reality show that he can use to get the attention he craves. Donald Trump hasn't grown into the job because he can't. And the consequences of that failure are severe. This president and those in power, those who benefit from keeping things the way they are, they are counting on your cynicism. They know they can't win you over with their policies. So they're hoping to make it as hard as possible for you to vote and to convince you that your vote does not matter. That is how they win. That is how they get to keep making decisions that affect your life. 
and the lives of the people you love. That's how the economy will keep getting skewed to the wealthy and well-connected. How our health systems will let more people fall through the cracks. That's how a democracy withers, until it's no democracy at all. And we cannot let that happen. Do not let them take away your power. Do not let them take away your democracy. This administration has shown it will tear our democracy down if that's what it takes for them to win. So we have to get busy building it up by pouring all our efforts into these 76 days and by voting like never before for Joe and Kamala and candidates up and down the ticket so that we leave no doubt about what this country that we love stands for today and for all our days to come. And that was Barack Obama saying some wise words of wisdom at the DNC um, convention. And we, we, we were having a bit of a back and forth this week about this whole topic. And it, it's this strange thing that these people feel like they can come out and preach to us after they've done such horrible things in, in power like Obama has, like Hillary has, like Bush has. And all. Bush doesn't bother because obviously he's been destroyed <laughs> I mean, him trying to be pious like Obama. But the problem is, is when you're on the left, the ability to continue to look so pious and almighty, it's so much easier when you're on the left. Even yeah. if you do worse yeah. things than Bush or even if you do whatever else, you've got this image of just clarity because you... A veneer yeah, of, of legitimacy Yeah, or because something. maybe yeah. you say that you're um, for... Black Lives Mattering, but you're importing sweatshop shoes from China or something on behalf of Nike. You know, like there's this whole sort of contradiction and the DNC is just one big melting pot of fuckery. And yeah, it's it's outrageous. And and we, we were having a bit of a text back and forth and it's sort of an interesting conversation. And I said to you, I said, the thing with Biden and that I, I'm really, I was a bit upset with Bernie and all this sort of stuff. And uh, the thing with Biden is, is compared to Trump is Biden has a long history in politics of being a complete evil fucker. And Trump has only had the last four years. I, I just feel like. But he's done a lot of fucker in those four years. He has, but I just, mm-hmm. I just feel like, uh, I just don't understand how people can just give Biden a pass. Um... Absolutely. It makes me think of this. I saw a quote the other day or it was like a, a tweet from someone saying, you can't be in support of Joe Biden and Kamala, Kamala Harris and also support BLM because they're completely contradictory. Mm. I think that was quite powerful. Of course you can Because you just assume, you assume, oh, well, Biden and Harris, yeah, for sure. No, 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 no. Look at their record. I think the information was um, getting out about Biden's incarceration policy and things like that, which 
greatly hindered the lives of like millions of um, African-Americans and put them behind bars. Yeah. And I think that information was spreading. And I think he picked Kamala Harris to make himself appeal to stay strong to the community, not only the African-American community, but the large proportion of people that support the African-American community, which is larger than the African-American community. It's a huge group of people. Yeah. So he aesthetically, he's brought her on. But then... Oh, it's part of the theatre, isn't it? It isn't is. It? You know, like it is. In- you can see straight through that, or some people can. The majority can't, though, which is the problem. But we've, exactly. But we've got these same evil pricks back, uh, you know, vying for the, the alleged top job in the world. And it just shows that if you are still on this two-party system and don't realise that you're living in a communist dictatorship, um, you've got rocks in your head. Like, yeah. it's completely... Especially when there is, in my opinion, there was a viable alternative to the two-party thing, and that was Bernie. I know we don't necessarily agree on that, but... Yeah, yeah totally. I love Bernie, and the only thing is, is I wish he went down guns blazing, basically pulling his pants down and giving him a big moon or finger, middle fingers <laughs> in the air. I don't know. I was like, at that point, and we've gone back and forth, you think he's just trying to make some good out of what the, the shit that he's in. Which is probably right. He's, for me, he's done real politics. Like over his time, particularly in the last few years of being more in the spotlight, he's shifted the range of discussable issues. And that's fucking massive and probably the biggest thing to have happened over there in politics in my lifetime. Like the, the fact that um, talking about gun laws is even on the table, the fact that, you know, closing the corporate tax loopholes are even being discussed in fucking american politics is largely mostly down to him oh the, the and so i i feel those are massive um steps that have been taken under i totally due to i him, totally due to agree and the gun law thing is so stupid it's i feel for the i feel for the people that think that having a gun is going to help them uh in the event of the government coming to kill them all because yeah you're not going to be getting killed by guns. You know, like um, the guns are killing each other. That's what they're there for. Here, have some guns. It's like how they give everyone cocaine and heroin. And keeping our socioeconomic groups in conflict. That's what they're there. Like it's like cocaine, heroin, all that sort of stuff. You know, that's there to do certain things. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's outrageous. I mean... The, the the Labor and Liberal Party in Australia is just as bad. ScoMo declaring the other day and now walking it back because he obviously, he said they'll be as mandatory as possible vaccines. Yeah. Bill Shorten's basically the most useless piece of shit ever to walk the face of the earth in, in Australian politics. Totally um, agree. You know, I was actually watching a great piece on Bob Brown. I mean, I haven't gone too deep on him recently but far out i feel like we really missed a chance with him but yeah but yeah i just i just think we we really we really don't we need to everyone needs to step away from the two-party system and the two the idea of the idea of two parties yeah. yeah yeah i totally agree and um we've got to be we can't be lazy anymore we can't We've got to do more research as a responsible population. We've got to 
We've got to go that extra mile and research the actual policies behind these people, the records of the people, you know, because you can fluff up and um, jazz up a candidate all you like in the run-up to an election. You just have to then go back and look at the policies that they've voted for or, or against to get a real, um, you know, gauge on who they are. Exactly. But it takes diligence and it takes, you know, we don't all have that time and motivation, but I'd encourage everyone to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. It's uh it's scary times. I think I really hope this I just think it's so funny, man, that the 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 Democrats actual strategy and tactic is to use the pe- person that lost against Trump last time. I just even from their point of view, what is that tactic? Do you, do you think, think it's to lose? Or d- maybe. Fuck, I hadn't thought of that. Are they deliberately trying to lose here? Because Wheeling that fucking Hillary out again. She was the whole cause of Trump winning. It's just madness. And I mean, who's not wise to Hillary? Yeah, like, I, like now, you know. You know, everyone's on on to Hillary. Like, it's not like it's, you know, okay, take 1% of her emails that got leaked. Say 1% of them are true. She's fucking evil. Take 1% yeah. of what they did in Haiti. Shipping kids out of Haiti, oh. that one of them got killed, that her, her aide, like her person, like right-hand person, got convicted for. Like, there is shit going on with these people. Bill Clinton has just been, fu- her husband, this is on a day when her husband, and it's been leaked again, that her husband was convicted, that photo with the, the accuser of a fucking pedophile, a sexual, a sexual yeah. predator pedophile, an international mm-hmm. sexual trafficker. This is on the same day they wheel her out. Are we? Are yeah, we man. stupid? How does any? What how is, is not any democratic supporter not walking out of this thing, or just fucking hanging the phone up, or getting rid of their membership and saying goodbye on that day? Yeah, she stands yeah, totally by agree. that guy. So, yeah. Well, they're all in the bloody cult. They're together, all in the they? fucking cult. We know that. We've touched on that. Yeah. It's some weird shit. Some weird shit. It's some weird. So shit. who's gonna win? It is, man. Uh probably Liverpool. Mm. They'll mm. end up being president of the USA. Funny, so funny, so <laughs> funny. Like yeah, that? yeah, I like that. Oh, nice. Um, ah, oh, that was good. Anything else? Have we got some some? I was gonna do some tunes, but I don't have any today. Oh no, Sorry, tunes! People. What a bummer! But um, what Obama? What Obama? What Obama? Um, yeah, but that's about all I've got, mate. Unless you want to. Uh... Nah, we'll wrap it up there. I reckon. All right. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Once again, we hope we haven't worked you up into a state of anxiety. Once again, just focus on the things you can affect, I think, is the way to approach it. Don't worry about the thing. Well, fight the system. Be informed. Fuck that. I'm, be informed. I'm yeah. saying no. Fuck the system and fight it. <laughs> yeah, but if you feel like you're going down a rabbit hole, just ease oh, up. Oh, that's true. There's people fighting the good fight. So Zen out and just chill. Zen out, yeah. Focus on the things we can affect, and but there's many things, so yeah, look into it. But um, thank you for joining us once again. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah.